Welcome to The Way the World Works, where the trusted team behind the Tuttle Twins books tackles current events, hot topics, and fun ideas to help your family find clarity in a world full of confusion. Hey, Brittany. Hi, Connor. We've had a lot of episodes about war lately, and you know it's not the happiest topic, but it is important to understand why things happen the way they do. Uh, obviously, with an episode, excuse me, with a podcast titled like ours, The Way the World Works, war is unfortunately a part of how the world works, for better or for worse. You know, pretty much uh, peace is extremely rare in world history. There's nearly always conflict happening. And so as long as there are governments fighting to stay in power, there will be war. And, uh, you know, as a kid, for those listening, it might be confusing when you hear about what's going on in the world today. Obviously, Brittany and Emma and I, we want to help you understand. We want to explain some of these things. So today in particular, we want to talk about these things called sanctions. As we talk about it, I want you to ask yourself if a sanction, as we'll describe it, is an act of war. Okay, so that's kind of the question. Is a, is a sanction an act of war? That's something for you guys to evaluate as you learn more about it. Well, a sanction is a, an, a punishment, but it's not like someone hitting you or, you know, uh, causing you physical harm. It's an economic punishment. Okay. It's an economic punishment. I'll explain that. And it's, it's one country does it to another, or sometimes they'll do it to specific people as well as was happening with some of these Russian oligarchs. They were trying to like freeze their bank accounts and take their yachts and all these types of things. And, uh, and so because the United States wanted Russia to stop its attacks on Ukraine, they cut Russia off from using uh, a banking system that processes all these credit card payments. Uh, it's called SWIFT. So that means that Russia is cut off from doing business with the rest of the world, at least using that payment system. Of course, then non-government uh, companies like Visa and MasterCard and others have followed suit and, you know, oh, we're not allowing you to use our networks anymore. That's, that's kind of different from sanctions. Sanctions are when governments are doing. Companies are free to offer their services to, you know, whoever they want, rightly or wrongly. But but sanctions apply when it's the government. And so why would the United States do this? Again, this is an economic punishment. It's like, hey, we're going to make your life harder. We're going to, to freeze your bank account, Vladimir Putin, or we're <laughs> going to stop Russia's banks from being able to uh, work with other banks. So we're going to kind of shut your economy down uh, in that way. Or we're not going to allow, um, we're not going to trade with you anymore. Or we're not going to allow you to import you know, um, medicine, right? That, that your country needs that you get from other countries. Like these are economic punishments. It's, it's making people suffer economically, meaning their money, their resources. So that's what sanctions are. And why does it happen? Well, people who support sanctions, they do it to try and teach the other country a lesson. In reality, the, the theory behind sanctions is let's make life so miserable for the people who live there that they get really upset and they pressure their government to stop so that their lives can go back to normal. In reality, I think what happens a lot of times is the reverse thing happens. So the, the leaders in power say, oh, look, it's, you know, in this case, it's the United, it's the Americans. They're making your lives, you know, difficult. Let's go to war. Let's, you know, fight. And people get rallied to go fight the oppressor rather than thinking that their own uh, government is the oppressor. Part of that is the propaganda that we talked about on a, on a previous episode. And so the idea is, oh, let's you know have Russia stop their invasion of Ukraine uh, and prevent a large scale war. And so, you know, but the thing is, the government pretends that sanctions 
are a way to avoid going to war. But again, the question is whether a sanction itself is an act of war. So Brittany, I want to kick it over to you, but I want I want you to talk to us about sanctions uh, in in the the context or in the in the approach of the non-aggression principle. So how obviously we talk about that in our golden rule book, which deals a little bit about foreign policy or war. And so what does the non-aggression principle have to do with sanctions? Yeah. So the non-aggression principle obviously, you know, if somebody I always in simplest terms, if somebody hits you, you have the right to hit them back. But if they don't hit you, if they're just using words that you know you you don't because you have not been aggressed against. Now let's talk about this. So when we talk about sanctions, nobody has physically fired a gun at you, right? However, if you're cutting off somebody's financial livelihood, that to me is very, I mean, and Connor, maybe you have a different view. I think that is an aggressive act. I think mm-hmm. you're aggressing against someone because you are threatening their livelihood, their ability to feed their children, their ability to do, you know, just about everything. We need, we need credit cards and or debit cards. You know, we need access to banking to do pretty much everything we do. Sure. And one thing, and I was going to dive into this a little later, but I'll do this now, is that we're not at war with uh, the peer. The U.S. government is not at war with the people of Russia, right? This is a very important thing, I think, distinction for us to all make, you know, uh, to understand. So the other countries, you know, Ukraine, the United States, we might be mad at the president of Russia, but the Russian people have done nothing to us. But when we talk about sanctions, that's who they're hurting, right? It's they're aggressing against the people of Russia. And I always think of it this way. So President Putin is living a pretty lavish life, right? Even if they're cut off from stuff, President Putin is going to have what he wants. He's going to have what he needs. Unless this goes on for years and years and years, I don't think that President Putin is personally going to be dramatically impacted by this. But the people of Russia are going to suffer. And with so many people there, they're actually against the war. There's a lot of people in Russia, especially the young kids, they don't want this. They know how bad their government is, right? They don't want to see this war break out. So it's really unjust and and unfair to punish innocent people who live in a country with a dictator. I mean, imagine if someone did that to us here, we would be angry. We would go to war against them very quickly. And that kind of brings me to another point, which, and this gets into the non-aggression principle. Imagine you are living in Russia and you're someone who's pretty anti-war, but then places like the US have put sanctions on you and you can't get what you need for your family. Do you think that's creating an ally? Because I don't think so. I think you're creating enemies. And, you know, one thing I always think about, and I think this is technically more of a blockade, but it's still kind of, it's still in that family of an economic sanction. When we were worried about one of the many things we were about with Iran, uh, the the U.S. cut off um, the supply of medicine and medical equipment to them. And we acted like, okay, that's going to make them do what we want. But, you know, the people of Iran are very pro-Western civilization like we have, or Western culture, excuse me, as we have in um, in America. But if you keep doing these terrible things to other countries that don't really impact the leaders as much as they're impacting the people, we're creating enemies, right? This is kind of the non-aggression principle in action because you're you're aggressing against these people who are now going to become enemies. We saw this in the Middle East happen, you know? You kill somebody's father, what do you think the son does? They grow right. up to, to have a grudge against you. So, you know, when we're talking about is an economic sanction an act of war, is it a violation of the non-aggression principle? I think that is absolutely what it is. Well, I want to touch earlier. I I mentioned the difference or at least kind of talked about that there is a difference between uh, government sanctions and what we might, I guess, call private sanctions, uh, where I mentioned the example of Visa and MasterCard that said, hey, we're not going to do business there anymore. And then you have, you know, different companies shutting off access, Netflix saying, hey, we're not going to 
you know, stream content to Russia anymore and Apple shutting off, you know, their their Apple Pay uh, service in, in Russia. And, and so, you know, OK, that's fine. I mean, you know, those companies can decide to do that. But when you come when you start weaponizing this, right, like, well, what about when the United States, you know, invaded Yemen or Syria or <laughs> like, like, are we going to do this to ourselves, too? Do we have a bit of a double standard if we if we don't do it to every other country that's doing evil things are you going to do it to saudi arabia right i mean are you kidding me like look at china we've talked about china on past episodes Brittany, about the human rights abuses with the uyghurs and and just communism in general forced abortions on on people because of the old one child policy they had all these horrible regimes and i mean north korea like all these countries but but china in particular not not only do american companies want to punish china they bend over backwards to appease china and, and so now we've got companies like doing these double standards about punishing some countries and, and, and not others. It's like when Twitter kicked off, you know, the president of, of uh, the United States, Donald yeah. Trump at the time, for violating the terms of you know, customer service. When like, you know, Russia's government and Chinese the uh, Taliban, uh, yeah, the <laughs> Taliban has a Twitter account. Like, are you kidding me? Like if you're going to if, as a private company, if you're going to step into being this kind of arbiter or this decider of you know who's right and who's wrong like then then you're quickly going to become inconsistent if you don't apply the same standard to everyone if you're going to kick off the president for having mean tweets like you may want to reconsider whether the taliban and and vladimir putin's you know government and, and china and communists and everyone are on there too it, it to me that's that's a bit of a problem but but right as much of a problem as it is those private companies can do that what i what i and it's not sanctions right that's just kind of private business decisions uh, we wouldn't consider those sanctions per se but what i think is very important to think about is that actions have consequences so let's use the example i shared about visa and mastercard shutting off their services in russia okay that's fine i mean you can do that uh two two things that i find interesting about that one is I think a lot of people are being pushed into cryptocurrency, which I think is ultimately a good thing where these companies are basically supporting their or, or maybe not supporting. They are accelerating their competition because crypto is really going to uh, you know, take over in the future, I think, in a lot of ways in the financial system. And so Visa and MasterCard are kind of accelerating the adoption of these new alternatives, which I think ultimately might harm them in the future. So that's one uh, consequence, I think of Visa and MasterCard deciding to just shut things off in Russia. The second is, and this was announced very soon, almost as if it was like in the works, uh, you know, for when this happened, but it was announced very quickly after the fact that Russia would be integrating with China's yeah. financial <laughs> services. Shocking. Companies. Yeah, like <laughs> one communist country turning to another. I don't remember the name of it, but basically their equivalent of like a credit card system uh, and so China rolled that out for Russia and said, oh, hey, you know, you got booted from Visa or MasterCard. We'll take care of you. And so now you've got Russia aligning itself even more with another communist country and becoming dependent upon that other country. I think that's extremely problematic. Um, and so, sure, Visa and MasterCard have every right to do what they decided to do. But because they're getting involved in these political issues, they're they're basically helping produce these political consequences um, that that I think are bigger than just them and create more problems. So so it's not really sanctions per se. Where where I think the answer to our question, Brittany, ultimately comes is in the example that you shared about preventing medicine from getting to people. 
And so the the theory is, right, let's make the people suffer and then they'll get mad and then, you know, we can put pressure on the dictators or the, the existing government to step down or to negotiate. And that's a nice theory. I mean, in theory, but in practice, you are the you are the cause of harming innocent people. Right. When you apply sanctions to, to people, maybe, maybe it's different. I, I, I think it's different if you're putting sanctions on a specific person, like when they're freezing the, the bank accounts of Vladimir Putin. That's a sanction. Uh, maybe you can. I don't even know that you can call that an act of war. Maybe, Brittany, you'll disagree with me on that. Uh, if, if they're applying sanctions to the Russian oligarchs, these these rich crony capitalist corrupt individuals who have made a bunch of money just because they're connected to the government, right? Uh, if, if the government is, you know, seizing this, you know, tycoon's yacht in France, like I think happened the other day, or they're freezing their bank accounts or whatever. I, I don't know that you can call that an act of war per se. However, when you apply broad sanctions, when you punish a whole country, when you shut down the banks basically and cause everyone to go to the banks uh on a bank run meaning like oh my, my account's gonna close or my money's gonna be worthless i better go you know pull all my money out you know what happened uh you remember like the weekend that they did that Brittany, before the banks reopened the ruble which is their dollar their currency plummeted in value because people were freaked out that these sanctions would cause the ruble to to become devalued and so people started exchanging their rubles for other money and getting rid of their rubles. Suddenly there was less demand, but there was more supply. So the, the, the price, the value went down. And that harms everyone. It harms the Russian grandmothers who, you know, scraped by to save up their meager savings. And now the savings that they have is worth much less than it was a week ago. Right? Like, so I think in that sense, it's harming innocent people when you have these broad sanctions. And so how I would answer the question, Brittany, and then I'll give you the final uh, vote here, is I think when they're, when they're targeted to a, a specific individual or these crony people at the top of the government, I have less sympathy there just because these people became wealthy by, by you know, stealing from other people. Yeah. And because it's, it's, I don't think, an act of war against a country. Uh, I don't think that applies when you're just kind of freezing the bank accounts of these corrupt politicians. So I, I think maybe there's room for those very, very targeted sanctions and not having it be an act of war. But when you go to the broad public, when you harm all these innocent people, many of whom hate what their government is doing, I think that can be considered an act of war. I think that is problematic. And and I think it just empowers that government even more to then, you know, fight back and hurt even more innocent people. So I think think sanctions are always the wrong uh, answer uh, and a bad problem. Brittany, what do you say? Yeah, I, I agree with you. I do. I would worry that like if we just froze, you know, uh, Putin, I keep saying we, the government froze, you know, Putin's account that he would take that out on his people. And that makes me sad for them. So I think that would be the only thing that would would not be great. But I agree with you. I think the targeted are, are the better way to go if they're going to go that route. But I absolutely think, you know, doing these widespread uh, sanctions are are terrible. You know, I live in D.C. where there's a lot of people from everywhere. And so I know a fair amount of people whose families are in Russia and they're Russian and they're really stressed right now. They're really sad because they know that this is hurting their families and there's there's nothing they can really yeah. do about it except sit and watch from afar and they can't go home right now. So, and the scariest thing, if anybody here who's like, who's Russian, you know, has said anything negative about Putin and then has to go back because of a visa or even if, let's say the United States went really severe and said nobody from Russia can be over here anymore, let's hope it doesn't get to that. Um, I mean, if you send these people home, a lot of them would be sent to prison. 
So yeah. it's it's really scary. Uh, I think yes, I think sanctions are an act of war, and I think we should not. T- they should be used again, maybe targeted, but that's the only situation I think would even be uh, justifiable. Well, important as always to understand these things because if we want to know how the world works, we need to understand some of these unfortunate things that are happening in our world today, so that we can recognize what's going on that we can start to develop opinions about them so that we can talk to other people about them we can express those opinions to you know elected officials and the media and whatever and we can we can change the debate we got to try and get more people to understand some of these problems so you guys are doing the first part we congratulate you for being subscribed for listening and learning and talk about this as a family talk about what you guys think uh, read read the news a little bit and or the propaganda i should say and, <laughs> you know try and understand what what they're saying and and what you guys think about it. it's important to have our eyes wide open when all this stuff is happening and i appreciate you guys for listening for being subscribed until next time we'll talk to you later talk to you later you've been listening to the way the world works make sure your family is subscribed and check out tuttletwins.com for more awesome content